Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Now with a jailbreak. Heck yeah. Sure. On a jailbreak. Although if, if we do it right, it won't really have to break anything. They'll just give us Yeah, hopefully all will go according to plan, and there will be no fighting the Datari in the middle of Kentargo because that's not going to go well. <laughs> no, no fighting. What was it, a half dozen at least uh, Datari that are stationed there? More than that, Probably. I think... I think it's still technically constituted jailbreak, even if you're using stealth or trickery. Yeah, We're just going so. more yeah. for that like Ocean's Eleven uh, kind of a jailbreak, undercover. where we don't actually j- like we don't actually break in and we trick them. Sadly, em. this this isn't the dynamite version where you just like put a stick of dynamite on the wall, blow it up, and then everybody runs out the you know now exploded wall. Well, or you tie a horse and you pull the <laughs> bars out. <laughs> so I guess the the big question there is, which one of you is the Clooney? <laughs> oh my Nico. gosh. Is no. it Nico? Nico's the Clooney? No, Nico's that make... not. I'm not classy <laughs> enough that to be George Clooney. Does that make the uh, Brad Pitt in that situation? Brad mm. Pitt's the one that's always eating in those movies all the time, yeah. constantly. <laughs> okay, so Brad right. Pitt, that would be Nico then. Uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. Be the Brad there Pitt. We go. That's more like it. <laughs> no, we're not here to talk about Ocean's Eleven, however. We are here to talk about Hell's Rebels. So I guess to recap, when last we left our heroes, our rebels had met with the... Lictor in hiding of the Order of the Torrent, the head of the Order of the Torrent Hell Knights, one Octavio Sabinus. He had, uh, at the very least, expressed some interest in possibly allying himself with the Silver Ravens under the express requirement, something that you're planning on doing anyway because of Chesre, that you were to rescue the Armagers so that uh, any of his actions, in essence, would not lead to the death of those that are under his charge. And exactly. also yeah. to Jokes try to him. keep the illegalities to a minimum and don't burn the town down. Specifically, burning the town down. Very bad. I mean, illegalities were fine <laughs> as long as we didn't burn the town down is how I took that. <laughs> I think it's one of those try not to break too many laws, but yeah, but it was I one of those like, going to have to. Well, yeah, some like, of the there, laws there are, are not laws good you laws. will have to break, but don't just break them to break them, like have a purpose. Hmm. It's more along the lines of like, it's fine to like overthrow the government and storm the castle. But don't then take the entirety of the city's treasury as your own personal reward and then spend yes. it on things instead of, yes. you know, more or less, mm. uh, don't be the chaotic evil version of the rebellion. Yes. Instead, stick to a more lawful. Well, and lawful. don't worry um, too much good. about, like, following the bad laws, but probably try to follow the laws that are good. Was it was it Fable 2 or 3 where you become the monarch and then you can in Fable theory 3. just... Fable 3, where you become the monarch and then you can just take all of the king's treasury for yourself and go wild spending money. But it's (laughs) not necessarily a good thing because then you doom the kingdom because I think things invade after that. Anyway, that's a whole thing. I think think in Kingmaker, actually, in the tabletop Mm -hmm. uh, version of it, I don't know about the the CRPG, you can take money out of the kingdom's treasury. This is true. You can't. Like, the kingdom gets its own funds that come in and, like, as the leaders of the country, you can technically, like, embezzle funds out of the kingdom Mm -hmm. to buy yourself a plus one weapon or whatever it is. Uh, but it does cause like penalties with the, the kingdom <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, people tend not to like it if you are like, hey, you know, I know that we can't afford roads, but look at this shiny new armor I have. Come on. The, there's definitely great. there's that one person who's like the, the, the people that track like government spending and stuff who's sitting mm. there going, wait a minute, we can't fund roads, but we can fund that shiny armor and that fancy banner and this entire marching band for the parade. Mm. Yes. That guy's got hey, platinum hey, armor. I needed this dragon bane great sword, so yeah, I'm just sure saying, the next time you have a dragon, don't come crying to me. <laughs> I hope your roads make you fireproof. Anyway. 
God. <laughs> and, then, and now we've descended into Tyrant Maker. Uh, <laughs> how quickly I descend to Tyrant Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute power corrupts push. absolutely. Why am I on this side of the screen? <laughs> you had uh, then made your way back to the city of Cantargo, and under the advice of Octavia, you've basically been presented with the three courses of action that you could take to attempt to free the Arbiters, which mm -hmm. was A, Force, Mm -hmm. B, stealth, or mm -hmm. C, trickery. And we opted for trickery because it seemed like it was the smartest move. Heck yes, trickery. Yeah. Well, you guys fun, are somewhat though. stealthy, also, although stealthy also, is still dangerous. Also, we haven't really tried trickery yet, so it's a, it's a new skill we're working on our in our One repertoire of, of uh, shenanigans. <laughs> One of us tried trickery, and it was... It was disastrous. We don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all don't bring that up. It still sore about worked it. for its purpose. It just... Yeah. It worked it a just... little too well. <laughs> On the bright side, there are no bridges within half a mile of this place. Woo, yeah. Hey, there we go. We're all right, everybody. <laughs> for Lucia and we even off. have paperwork. <laughs> yeah, you even yeah, have that's papers. The thing is, we actually are very well prepared for this trickery, unlike the, the Lucia incident. Amazing paperwork. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Sure. Speaking of that amazing paperwork, you had uh, you'd gathered together, you'd sent out your people, you'd gotten together a uh, a carriage to transport the prisoners in. Once you managed to go and retrieve them, you'd gotten together armor and such to uh, disguise yourself as Dutari with some successful, some not quite as successful uh, rebellion checks as you went and uh, secured your gear. Sorry, everyone. And uh, you'd finally gone and spoken with a a master forger, one Ruba Finque. She's cool. Who uh, actually uh, have some like prophecy powers because that reading she did for Cesare was eerily on point. But anyway. I know. Uh, but yes, you'd spoken to Ruba Finque, notarius, copyist, reader, translator, and apparently master forger, uh, as well as runner of a small. She makes uh, cult replicas, section. Rick. Mm -hmm. Replicas. Yes, replicas. Yeah, she doesn't really but she knows how to make the replicas because she used to work for the city. Yeah, mm -hmm. historically accurate replicas, I believe, is what she tried to pass it off as. It was, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she used to be a um, stenographer for the city, uh, as well as a number of other different jobs in the city. So. A notary, if you will. She was a mobile notary for a short time, and then she decided to set her own <laughs> shop. Mm. You'd managed to convince uh, Ruba to aid you. You'd paid her handsomely for said aid, at which point she had created for you an expertly made uh, falsified paperwork requesting the prisoner transfer of five members of the Order of the Torrent, Torrent five of the armagers that are currently being held at the holding house. Ironically. Hopefully all of the, the armatures. Yeah, hopefully all of them. From what we understand, it's supposed to be. That's why part of the reason we were going in the morning before they could, you know, try to doghouse one of them or do something ridiculous with one of them throughout the day. <laughs> mm. That's true. But we had left off as all of you had left Ruba's establishment. Made your way back into the city streets. The sun shining down from overhead. The, uh, the leaves from the various trees here steadily changing as autumn settles in and they start to fade to beautiful shades of red and orange, rolling down the streets. Three children go running by with a, a stick looped through a barrel hoop, rushing down the street, like mm. every children child that you'd ever see in like a 1920s film. Ah, <laughs> stick and hoop, yes. Stick and hoop, it's, the fav it's everyone's favorite game. A cold wind blows past and rustles the dead leaves about your feet, as I suppose you make your way back. I believe you had decided to split up, go your own separate ways, and then uh, rejoin in the morning. Where are you meeting back up? 
Well, where's the cart? I guess mm. we have to meet up where the yeah where the cart is. I believe you've been storing the cart in the fenced off section behind Long Road's Coffee House. Well, I guess we'll meet there. Because there's no through traffic there. Put the disguises on and leave from there. I mean, that's the best way. I just hope nobody really asks. So why is this prison wagon coming from the Long Road's Coffee House? Hmm. There's no way else for us to transport the carriage. Yeah, Yeah. we can't just like put Mm. it in a bag. (laughs) Yeah. So that'd be one heck of a bag of holding. Hmm. The curfew ends two hours before sunrise. You guys don't usually worry too much about when it ends as far as the morning is concerned. But many people have to head out before sunrise to get to their businesses and open shop. So if you're there in the, you know, the dark of the morning at that point. Oh, dark 30, as I like to call it. Yeah, the earlier (laughs) we can get started on this, the better. And the less people that might notice something weird going on, also the better. Yeah, it kind of fits also if we're going to go with the narrative of like we're being asked to transport them early in the morning because that's when most people won't be up. They won't be noticed that we're transporting yeah. them. So well, on if so it's forth. weird to cross. Well, the biggest problem is that bridge because the guards will be awake and we're going to have to go through all the bleak bridge guards. We could just be normal people with the cart until we get to the other side of the bridge. But isn't it a special? Yeah. The cart literally has the emblem for the Tatari emblazoned on uh, the side of it or the yeah. wagon. Yeah, because it's when it's that's another thing we did to make it look official. I guess we're just bringing it in from the docks. Isn't this a new one or something? Well, yeah. and keep in mind, almost every tower in the city has its own cart. So mm-hmm. the cart's not necessarily going across the bridge is not necessarily the most suspicious thing. Okay, cool. We just got to sell it. We got to go with confidence and just sell it. That's what we, we got to do. We belong here. We know what we're doing. Yeah, very good. Just keep yeah, I, I guess we'll meet very, very early in the morning and get this mm-hmm. uh, coffee on the road. You all go your separate ways. Make your way off and uh, return back to your homes. Rest up, preparing yourselves mentally for the next day. Awaken, some of you awakening very early uh, in the form of, uh, I believe, both Adria and Nicolo, who have the furthest to walk to get across the bridge and make yep. your way to the Long Roads Coffee House, marking off your bridge toll. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, the toll. I hate the toll. Well, we have to pay the toll if we're in the Dotari uniform. That's the real question. I hope not. <laughs> well, we're going across to the, uh, the across side, the island, so, yeah. so you don't have to pay it anyway. But you arrive in the early morning, making your way through the benighted city streets, as each of you do. Vittoria getting up early, tiptoeing her way down the hallway so as not to uh, awake Elena. Pietro is already awake downstairs, grinding yeah. up the the morning coffee brew. I was about to say, somebody's awake getting coffee ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you tiptoe down the stairs and then slip out the uh, the back door after having let them know that you're going to be leaving early, but not really yeah, wanting ba- to Basically, bakers and, and coffee that. makers are the ones that have to be up the earliest. Yep, and the donut shops. Yeah. Well, we're going to go and have donuts and coffee while we get our <laughs> guard uniforms on, I guess. Lucia gets up early, makes her way down from her tiny little cubby at the top of the house, back down the, uh, the servant steps. Ducks out the back as the uh, the matron of the house is already starting to get up and starting to rouse everyone to make uh, breakfast for the other tenants that pay more than you do as you make your way back out into the city streets. Uh, <laughs> Nicolo and I imagine Adria kind of meet up along the way, hey. uh, navigating mm-hmm. through the city streets together. Nicolo, as always, especially this early in the morning, getting some su- suspicious looks from the, the guards mm-hmm. as he pays his toll and makes his way off across into uh, the Lulus Harbor District. He's too busy trying to fight off sleep, though, to really pay much attention. Just think about the coffee we're going to have. Just think about it. Laria <laughs> mm. <laughs> won't let us down with the early morning coffee. Of course not. Oh, Cesare no making way. his way down from his tower and out across the grounds, the grounds being dead silent 
this early in the morning, although once it gets closer to about an hour or so before sunrise, there's those early, early morning classes. Uh, but I'm sure that there's a couple of students already out. All I'm picturing is living on campus before and all the people wearing uh, mm. like their pajamas mm. and their fuzzy slippers uh, to yeah, class. Yeah, the, the 8 a.m. classes where people show up in uh, flip-flops and their pajamas. Some of them even were just uh, just like wrapped up in blankets. Yeah, not at Alabaster Academy because Alabaster Academy has a dress code. Mm. One student distantly screams as he forgets that he has a test this morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God. That's so relatable. Oh, God. But then suddenly remembers. Students yep. dragging themselves back to their rooms after being up the entirety of the night in the Alabaster Library. Oh, doing the, uh, the walk of shame from their various hookups last night. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, there's some walk of shames happening. And the people who are finally waking up from their drunken stupors from partying too hard. Mm. Yep. How did I end up on the lawn? <laughs> I broke if there is a student oh, asleep on the lawn, Cesare will tow them to make sure they're not dead and then keep going. <laughs> I, I love the idea that we've now made it canonical that the Datari do not care about the curfew inside of Alabaster Academy. No, they do. They write you a citation and they tuck it into your, your pocket while you're asleep. <laughs> you wake up and your gold is just a little bit lighter. You're I like, think oh, technically yeah. the grounds are all surrounded by a wall. So as long yeah. as, yeah, so as, long oh, as the so. students are inside the wall, I, I imagine they're okay as mm. far as curfew goes. They're it's probably one home. of those schools that the uh, the students kind of police themselves sort of thing where, you know, there's incentives to tattle. Mm. That's how you get a prefix badge. Yeah, there's so many prefects here. But, Cesare, you make your way. All of you gather together. Again, Cantargo is a, is a good-sized city. It's also a port city. So, even walking around this early in the morning, there are still loads of fishermen. fishermen. Honestly, by the time that you're out here, the fishermen are already untying their boats and casting off into the river to go yep. and ply their morning trade. You eventually arrive at Long Roads. Make your way through the side door as Laria lets all of you in. Still with like her nightcap on as she uh, opens up the door, lets all of you inside. No way. She's got too many pastries to make. Uh, she She's got has people, people to make pastries for her. She runs the yeah. business. Yeah, I was going to say, she has people for that. She could be baking in there with her nightcap on. She doesn't have customers to impress. <laughs> it keeps her hair out of the way. <laughs> There's so many health violations. Depends on if violations. it has a, a bobbly, doobly thing at the end of the <laughs> cap. No, it's one of the, yeah, it's one of those Ebenezer Scrooge, like, flopped over nightcap <laughs> Oh, it's got a little tassel and everything. Nice. Yeah. nice. Making your way downstairs, you find that uh, Rexus is already wide awake, uh, mm -hmm. having been Does prepping Rexus things. Does sleep? No. Uh, well, considering that he has not exited out from under Longroad's coffee house in the better part of almost two months, you don't think he has any actual natural circadian rhythm anymore or idea when sunrise or sunset is. He has not seen sense. the sun in two months. He's starting mm. to look it. He's starting to get very mm. pale. We need to put a hat on him and take him we're gonna out. Have to, we're going to have to give him some vitamin <laughs> D pills. It's going to cause problems. Bring him an orange. Fight off the scurvy. <laughs> uh, Morgar is already down there as well would greet all of you as you make your way in and quickly help all of you don your armor, positioning the belts in the proper regulation banner, uh, making sure all of you are, are dusted off. As he points out that while the standard Atari, there could be a certain degree of sloppiness. If you're supposed to be coming to escort these people from Castle Cantargo, there's a certain level of stricture at Castle Cantargo that is expected. Wow. All right. Especially well, for, I mean... uh, for Nicolo, more than the rest of you, he would also uh, offer up his shaving kit. Because uh, it would not do to not look clean shaven for the, your uh, your approach. Although you are allowed at this time of year to have a mustache. 
Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> only at this time of year, though. You're just you're only on a like big, it. bushy mustache, but only mm. in the winter months. Yep. <sighs> well, I mean, Nicolo is the sort of person who can crumple a tunic just by wearing it, so he probably <laughs> we will start take extra really care. Well. Yeah. How, how does that work if you just crumple it as soon as you wear it? Like, is that just you, like, flex and it wrinkles? Like, the moment that he it touches him, it just crumples. Like, that's it. It's just, we he is so innately slobbish that that's just what happens. <laughs> I feel so sorry for Niccolo. Like, Lucia needs to, like, teach him how to, like, wear clothing, apparently. <laughs> he is that kid from Peanuts that always has a dust cloud. Pin I don't think Niccolo's that bad. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Ross is making him sound like that. I mean, crumpled, not like dirty. He doesn't like exude a cloud of dust that, that, everywhere. His name is literally Pigpen. Oh, I was gonna say, okay. he just doesn't iron, not that, that, mm -hmm. that he's dirty. Well, he we make you strip. Iron, we iron but... your clothes with a lot of starch and we put them back on you. Let's uh, let's do that later. Uh... <laughs> we've got we've got armatures to raise or to rescue, not raise. You'll have armatures to raise if you screw this up. So did Raven ah. somehow manage to procure herself an outfit, even though Cesare told her she can't come inside with them? Yeah, she has a, she has a tiny little cloak that matches all the rest of your cloaks. Oh my uh, and the standard red and black. Ah, uh, yes. I don't plan on being seen, but I, I can wait with the carriage while you guys go inside. All right, and I guess we'll put on our standard issue saps and maces and daggers and mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, yes. you don your, your armor, your weapons, all the rest of that stuff. I imagine for some of you being very uncomfortable in this level of armor. Cesare is like, what the crap is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not wearing their armor. I have to wear my armor. But otherwise, yeah. yes. Cesare being a cleric before probably actually used to wear heavier armor. And now he's like, good lord, I used to wear this all the time. What the hell? <laughs> you got <laughs> you that know? thing where you put it it's on so and you're heavy. like, haven't done it in a while. And you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. like oh, year two of the pandemic more. when you put jeans on again for the first <laughs> time. Oh, and you're like, oh. Just like that, though. But we do need to get on our way across well, the bridge. Before we do, we should probably discuss who is going to be holding on to the Lictor's sword. He did actually hand it to us as a um, way to show faith to the armagers. Are we all planning on going inside, or are some of us going to wait with the carriage? I think we should all go inside in case things go sideways. Probably. Plus there's five of them to a squat. Unless we mm. think that it, they might have issue with, uh, with Niccolo. What's the typical, like, um, protocol? That's what we so, need to know. Morgar nods. Once all of you are dressed, I imagine you sit down in mm. the uh, the large open area, uh, the hammocks still swinging back and forth nearby with the uh, the Fushi sisters, as some of them still like to, or prefer to stay in the, the warehouse section, as it's becoming a little crowded down here, as you've got yeah. more and more members in the bunk beds. Yeah, we're going to need to rearrange a little bit. <laughs> By the, uh, the light of a single lantern, you can look over the, the map, of course, that you already have of the layout of the structure. Morgar glances it over, nods towards it, nods back to the rest of you once you're all dressed and settled in. So a few things to keep in mind as you make your way in. So first off, you are Datari. However, you are Datari from Castle Cantargo. Uh, the Datari of Castle Cantargo are a little bit more, let us simply say, arrogant than the rest. Hmm. So understand that it's a prestigious post or something, I guess. That also comes with the problem that most of the other Datari do not like the Datari from the castle. Oh, great. Well, that means the ones at the holding house will be less inclined to talk Make with small us. Make talk. Talk, chit chat, any of the rest of that. 
It might be beneficial in the long run if they're not going to try to engage us in any sort of conversation. True. So, a couple of things to keep in mind when you're going in there. Some of this is already stuff that Morgar's gone over with you, because I imagine you've been prepping this for a couple of days, but this is more of like the last recap, you know? It's the, the part yeah. where you all sit down right before beginning the heist. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be coming from Castle Cantargo. They're not going to really care or pay that much attention what direction that you're coming from. However, I would suggest when you make your way to the holding house that you do it down Castle Road through Salt Street. If Makes you're coming sense. from the east, it's normal. If you're coming from the west, it's going to be odd. There's an area behind the holding house for the carriages. You want to park back there. There'll be a serving boy or um, a stable boy on hand. So simply provide him the reins for the horses. He'll make sure that they're watered while you go inside. Mm. When you go in, there are going to be two entrances. One is commonly referred to as, somewhat jokingly, referred to as the welcome mat. The welcome mat is the entrance that you'll see directly ahead of you when you're coming through the front. It's on the western face of the building. It's a combination lounge for the guards, as well as a place to meet with visitors to the holding house. Anyone that's coming there to see their family members or any barristers coming there to speak to their clients before representing them in court. You should be able to explain to them while you're there. You do not want to go through processing, which is going to be the door on your left as you're approaching. Mm. That would be a red flag since that is only used for the intake of criminals. That will, however, be how you're going to leave. All right. When you arrive, you'll want to speak with the warden immediately. Uh, you said that it was some woman named Sabo. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with her since I've left the guard. Apparently she was discharged for being a jerk and now she's back. It's a whole thing. She's mm. an inquisitor of Asmodeus now. Hmm. Well, upon arriving, you'll just want to inform but not present the paperwork to the guard at the front and then go and speak with the warden. You'll present the paperwork to her. She should be able to look over the discharge papers, at which point you'll be escorted to go and retrieve the armagers, at which point you should be able to just take them back out of the processing door, circle around back to the back of the building with them, and then secure them inside. They'll each be manacled before they're handed over to you. There'll be a single chain that runs between all of their manacles. If you're being escorted by the guards, whenever you get back to the wagon, there's a place to run the chains through each of the seats when they're on the benches on the back and to attach it to the floor to ensure mm-hmm. that they can't stand up or move once they're inside of the wagon. All right. Other than that, if you're asked any questions, then do the best you can. Mm. Sound a little arrogant? One of you will need to be the lieutenant. Each squad will have one. Mm. Quick question, Mordegar. Do you know anybody in Castle Cantargo we might refer to if they do have any questions? I know that the new Duxotas the High Warden of Castle Cantargo is one Vanessa's Trex. Mm. I'm not familiar with her. She came from West Crown originally and was oh, recently put in command there. Mm. As, of course, they've replaced most of the loyal soldiers with lackeys they brought with them. And you said her title is Doxotros? Doxotos, yes. Oh, okay. The Doxotos is the High Warden of the city. She's in command of all the city's Datari. Mm. The city only has one Duxotas or Duxotar. It's gender dependent. Mm. Mm. More likely than not, the only thing that you'll be asked, asked about is the name of your captain. Mm. I know a Captain Marset that worked at the castle. Mm. He's not a very nice man. I wouldn't care if he got in trouble for this. Fair enough. Sweet. <laughs> I was about to say, any idea if he's still there? It sounds like he probably is. 
More likely than not, yes. Excellent. He was on leave for a short time. From what I understand, he gave a concussion to three prisoners in his charge. So he probably got a promotion. And he Mm. seems exactly the type they'd want to keep around. And exactly the type I'm glad to get in trouble. You shouldn't be asked about your major or your Dorotas, which Mm. would be your major is the rank above the captain. Mm-hmm. The major is in charge of a collection, or a, they work directly underneath the Duratos, and the Duratos are the rank wardens in charge of one region of the city. Mm. None of that should really matter. Mm. So, one of you will need to be the lieutenant, the rest of you are just rank and file Datari. So, who's ready for their promotion? Who's the best? Lying, right? Uh, We're going to have to yeah, lie. I was going to say, who's got the best deception? Lieutenant's going to be doing most of the speaking. I have a seven. I have a nine. Uh, Cesare's is an eight. I. Normally, I would have a nine, but I can't have Raven helping me in this. So. <laughs> yeah, the cat. Uh, I'm a lieutenant, obviously. Look at this cat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my special lieutenant cat. <laughs> Isn't that right, Sergeant Squeakers? So, not not Cesare. Um, yeah, I have an eight as well. So, it sounds like Lucia or Adria. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with myself because my luck is I'm going to go with Adria because we saw what happened last time um, Lucia tried to do some deception. Can we also go with Adria because Lucia's 16? Yeah, also, <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, I'm a little wee young. baby. <laughs> I am a wee baby, so it doesn't yeah. make wee sense baby, for me she's to an adult I'm over by... all of you. Yeah. She's, she's an adult. adult, but the idea of her being a lieutenant even at her age is unlikely. Is re- a little much. Yeah. I mean, we could try to argue. I've just got a really baby face, but no, like, we don't want to have the like conversation. Rough. No, yeah. I don't. I don't want to have to try to bluff that. <laughs> We're going with Adria. <laughs> what right. do you mean? I'm totally thirty-five. So should we give Adria the uh, short sword? Probably. Okay, I'll put the yeah. short sword on my belt. Very well. In addition, he makes his way over, adjusts your cloak. The rest of you are currently clasping, based on his recommendation, your cloak basically over your right hand shoulder. Hmm. In her case, the cloak clasps in two positions, leaving oh. both of her arms completely free with an additional emblem on each of the co- cloak class to denote her rank. Oh, Sweet. there we go. Again, avoid any long questions and get ready to answer anything. If the worst case scenario is it's going to take them time to prep the prisoners, at which mm. point you might have to engage in small talk. That is the worst case scenario. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's the worst case scenario because that's the point where we can mess something up with a, with a comment. No, I know. I was just making a dumb joke. But... <laughs> just oh, no, a joke about small, how much talk. small talk. Ah! <laughs> the curse of every introvert. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're too good for this place. So we're not going to make small talk anyway, unless we have well, to. I mean, we could always try to shut down the small talk. It's just a question of, you know, how well that how, might go How rust do you want to be? Mm. All right, we'll see. That's what we've got. All right. I wish well. you the best of luck. And we should get going before they decide to put someone in the doghouse or who knows what else they may attempt. All right. It is likely that the the soldiers of the Rustgate will know nothing more or less than what the holding house does. When the holding house is done, they'll provide you with discharge papers. Hmm. No, we were told that we were going to be taking the prisoners to the salt works. That should be what's in the paperwork. So the only other challenge that you run into is when you're at the gate. All right. Just try not to draw much attention to yourself. And again, remember that you're under official business. Would one of the guards sit in the back of the carriage with the prisoners once they are secured? Usually there will be two guards inside at all times. Mm. One guard driving the carriage. Five is a not uncommon number, but usually six. You'll want a guard driving the carriage, two guards inside. Uh, Possibly a second guard 
up on the front of the carriage or possibly a second or a third guard hanging on the back as there's a platform for you to stand on the back of the carriage as well. Let's say the six started throwing up before we came, so he's <laughs> It's likely you won't be asked about the sixth member of the group. We're shorted. There's a shortage of people. That's true. They're still hiring. They might also just assume that he's in the carriage while you're inside. Hmm. I'll enter the carriage with the armagers. I'll be able to explain uh, everything clearly, and Castian, of course, will trust me. We just gotta hope that Castian doesn't give it away by recognizing you. He's a smart boy. Probably then, um, Adria, you should go inside the carriage as well. If nothing else, the sword should also help verify who we are. Mm. And then... But uh, am I not the one that would be talking to the gods at the gate? Yeah, never mind then. Well, I mean, it's literally Cesare's nephew. If he doesn't believe Cesare is there to help him, then I don't know what we're going to do about that. The important thing is it would be odd if only one guard was inside. That would be a threat. Yeah, so a second person needs to go inside. As a rule, the Datari don't guard people with one inept guard. That's how people They guard with two inept guards. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll go inside too. There, done. All right. That may make sense because you're like the the kind of the brawniest of us. Who, what true. skill is it to drive a carriage? That that, that was my next question: is what so, how do you drive a carriage? Normally, driving lore. Um, however, um, we ain't got that. So well, so uh, piloting a vehicle. Uh, most vehicles use driving lore or pil- piloting lore, uh, etc. Uh, pertinently um, for piloting, if you do find yourself in a situation where you do need to make a uh, mm-hmm. a piloting check and you do not have driving lore, it is a nature check. Uh, that being said, this is only ever really a concern if, like, combat is happening. Much like it's assumed that all of you can ride a horse, it's assumed that all of you can technically drive a carriage. As long as you're not having to make a check if you want the carriage to go fast or take a hairpin turn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're not we're not trained to, like, you know, do combat with a carriage, but we can get it to go down the street. <laughs> you know? Well, and the horses should be trained to walk down the street in a straight line with little effort. I mean, that's they'll probably have blinders on them mm. and stuff. So, like, the only reason they would turn is if you're actually pulling the reins. We want, like, Vittoria to drive and I'll sit next to Vittoria and Lucia can hang off the back? Yeah, I'll hang off sure. the back. Yeah, that'll work. I was gonna suggest hanging off the back anyway, because that sounds rad. It sounds dramatic and very mm. much it like something you put the youngest It does sound dramatic in just the on. right way that Lucia would be intrigued. <laughs> Let me put that young kid on the back. They can hold on. Now that we have the plan and we know what we're doing once we have them out, so everything looks like not who is getting in the carriage, who's doing this, so we don't look awkward. Yeah, let's let's go get the show on the road. Let's we gotta look like we're consummate professionals, man. <laughs> We've done this a thousand times. All right, then I suppose you're ready. I mean, if we get right. the dire straits, she can hand me the reins. That's why I want to sit next to her in the front. Yeah. Thank you for the briefing, Morgar. And mm-hmm. um, of course, we'll see you on the other side, I suppose. Rexus, having waited quietly through this entire thing. Uh, nods once all of you get up uh, and uh, you know, do us a favor and send a, a raven once you're free so that we know that you're successfully free and we do not need to uh, stage a second jailbreak. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Whose I know we had first to... jailbreak, just, but have we had second jailbreak? It's just a nesting doll of ja- jailbreaks as more and more people get captured. And this is how the silver ravens <laughs> are captured, not in like one jailbreak, but after the 10th jailbreak. We're, we're all sending in jail. an expedition to rescue last year's expedition. Which, uh... We're all in jail now. We overthrow the jail. <laughs> the holding house can't hold all the silver ravens. Can it? Oh, can't it, and, though? A small thought, Raven says from Cesare's holder. Uh, I might also want to like hold on to all the ravens and all the rest of that while you're inside, just in case like mm. something idea. happens. Put her backpack on her. We'll put her in the backpack. She has she has a I bandolier. I got a little fanny pack. 
Yeah, yeah. I bought her bandolier. Kind of bandolier. <laughs> nice. Okay, <laughs> put all the ravens I in need there. to buy holy water and some other stuff to put in it so we don't have the raven has to root around in somebody else's bag situation again. I like that this oh, yeah. is somehow like a cat covered in like the equivalent of those tiny Coke cans. <laughs> Just put a little bandolier around her chest. Yep. Raven's but... going to get swole from carrying around all of those Coke cans. It's training. So, yeah, give Raven mm-hmm. the silver ravens. She has a spot for him. Yeah, okay. I guess she'll hang out inside the carriage while we're all doing this. She's a black cat. She can kind of wedge in the corner. They can she probably send a raven? notice us. Yes, technically. Yeah. As long as you know the command word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either she could be inside or, again, the, the front bench of this. Because keep in mind that this is not just a standard carriage. This is a prison wagon. If there's a place for her to hide that they probably won't see her that's outside the carriage, yeah, the, that's the fine, too. the front bench has the, instead of it's just like you're sitting there and then the horses are right in front of you, it has a large barrier in the front. So mm-hmm. feasibly, if someone's shooting at mm-hmm. you, you could crouch behind it, return fire. Um, mm-hmm. The okay, sides of this cool. are reinforced. Yeah, so as long as she has some place to hide where the people at the holding house won't see her. Yeah. So. What is this cat doing here? Then she's black, so if she curls into a little ball in the shadows, you'll mm-hmm. never yeah. see her. Unless she opens her eyes. Mm-hmm. You all make your way out from the wasp nest. Ascend back upstairs. Duck out the back as uh, quickly as you can as it's starting to get close to opening for uh, the Long Roads Coffee House. And you don't want questions about why there are five Datari in the Long Roads Coffee House early mornings. Hey, we get coffee. <laughs> we, need coffee. <laughs> we needed our coffee and donuts. That's right. Nom, nom, nom. You load up in the wagon. Or Cesare and Niccolo hopping inside. Lucia Cesare grabbing would, onto uh, the back rail would take a good look at these um, rings and stuff to thread the chains through and get a good idea mm-hmm. how that's going to work so that also doesn't look sloppy while we're chaining mm-hmm. them down. From what you can see here, it looks like the wagon can easily comfortably hold eight. Um, I use the word comfortably very generously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one in the back portion of the wagon where there's an area at the front where in essence your back would be up against the um, the seat at the front where the rest of the guards are, where there's a little sliding door that you can open and close that's only about three or four inches high to allow you to speak out to the guards up on the on the front of the wagon in case there is an issue inside. Mm. There are two doors on either side. Both of these can be bolted from the inside, and each of them has a window that is a small window with bars along the sides of it. But you can see where someone could easily basically sit someone down There are rings on each one of the armrests that the person would be crammed into, and then the chain could be threaded through their manacles, through these rings around the outside, and then forming almost a a triangle as it bolts down to the floor directly in front of them. All right. Mm. A padlock is already included there. The key is currently in the padlock. So you're fully secure and ready for that. Okay, good. I just wanted, just for the record, so that, you know, when we have them in there, (laughs) it's not like, I don't know how to chain these people down, you know? But Lucia, you hop onto the back, you know, grab onto the uh, the handhold that's available here and just kind of put your back up against the carriage so you can watch your six as you're making your way through the city streets. Adria, Vittoria, you climb up into the actual bench. The horses sit there and nicker again. Uh, hopefully no one's paying a great deal of attention because uh, I believe you have some older horses that have been kind of put out to field before. Okay, those horses so they're are not, fine. Those horses Perfectly are fine, serviceable. but, you know. They're not quite as uh, as trim. However, it does look like Morgar came out here and gave their like their manes a proper brush down and trimmed their tails to give them the uh, proper appearance for Datari mm. horses. Nice. And attach the uh, manure bags underneath mm. where it catches it so that you're not dropping manure through the streets. Yeah. Because that's gross. Yeah, because yeah. horses. When you okay. gotta go, you gotta go. 
Yeah. Horses don't care. That's true. You set off. Navigate your way along Alabaster Way, passing by the Academy as it's really starting to wake up now before making your way down Bridgeway and eventually across Bleak Bridge. The guards there as you just trot your way up. I imagine uh, Vittoria manning the reins. Adria just kind of. Yeah, like a stern nod. And uh, one person happens to get, you know, glance up and just kind of give you a sup, you know, head nice. nod. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah, well, everyone else is too busy either collecting tolls or dealing with people complaining about the tolls. So, I mean, the tolls are exorbitant now. Yep. Give them like a hang in there, buddy. <laughs> Look. You make your way across Bridgeway before turning to follow River Road through the northern portion of Red Roof and then across Temple Hill. Eventually making your way to Veritas Road, uh, making your way south from there down to Aria Road, kind of nervously glancing in the direction mm-hmm. of uh, the Cantargo Opera House as you go passing it. Yeah, <laughs> before that's bad. turning and making your way down Castle Road, reaching the House of Truth and Wisdom, hanging a right there down Salt Street, and then approaching the Holding House. The Holding House is a stone one story structure. You could honestly just define it as being bunker like. Unlike almost everything else in the city of Cantargo, it does not have that aesthetically pleasing design. Castle Cantargo is a fortress. Castle Cantargo is also an architectural marvel. Mm. This is not. This is kind of the, <laughs> not necessarily makeshift, but this is the this is the practical backyard shed to the mansion that is Castle Cantargo. This is the Walmart, basically. <laughs> this is, this is yes. function over form, for sure. Yes. No one knows how long the holding house has been here. It is believed to be one of the oldest surviving constructions of Old Cantargo, which is the oldest portion of the entirety of the city of Cantargo. It has been repaired and maintained and updated. This makes it one of its oldest constructions as well as one of the city's strongest. It was the city's original gel. Uh, however, it had been eventually abandoned due to the fact that as the city had grown, the small size of this structure no longer really made it viable as the gel. And eventually they just moved on to using Castle Cantargo. And again, since the city believes in, uh, well, the city previously believed in the idea of just a quick processing. You don't really hold people long term. You're mm-hmm. imprisoned, you're tried, and then you're punished. Efficient, you know. Yeah. As the city came under the infernal rule of Chiliax following the Chelish Rebellion, they instead moved to you are tried and then usually you're shipped out to go and work in the mines. So long-term holding of prisoners is not actually something Cantargo really does. Uh, other than the famed or famous oubliettes underneath the uh, castle Cantargo, where prisoners that are better not left not being mentioned are thrown to be forgotten. I bet you Maybe. the mayor's down there. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out, hopefully, someday. All right, we're going to park in the back. You circle around to the back of the building. Navigating your way back, uh, basically following the road along before turning off, taking the well-worn dirt track that runs behind the building. As you pull up, a young boy, probably no more than about 13 or so, pops up from where he was currently just kind of lounging, watching the horses uh, eat their morning meal before rushing out to greet all of you. The boy smiles up. He is missing one of his front incisors. Look stern, Adrian. Morning, sir. Look stern. (laughs) (laughs) I do look stern. I just kind of like motion for you to give the boy the reins. And uh, I mean, do we even need to say hello? Probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, staying here long. Do I do I need to, to brush them down? Nope. Shouldn't be here long. All right. Okay. 
I guess I'll tap the back to let y'all know. Doria hands over the reins. Yeah, let the guards inside know that you're here. Lucia probably mm-hmm. having already dismounted and uh, drops down the steps on the side that we're going to allow yep. you to load up prisoners uh, since it is a good step up. It's a lot easier if you have a little step ladder that will let them mm-hmm. climb up into the carriage. It's one of those little like kind of folding like ones full, you like yeah. pull out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cesare will get out of the carriage. Yeah. Nicola smiles at Cesare before we get out in a sort of showtime sort of way. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> They do like, one last check. fist bump, like, all oh, right, let's do, <laughs> do this. The, do the <laughs> sign of the cross music. real quick, mm-hmm. you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last question is, did you decide to have Nicolo wear the hat of disguise? Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that was the plan. We're yeah, I believe well. so, because yeah. uh, he just looks like a human dude. I will yeah. probably activate it as we're going around the back then. Yeah. Because it's good for an hour. So yes. If we're here more than an hour, I would be very surprised. If we're here for more than an hour, we're having a problem, yeah. Yeah, then there's a problem. Yeah, so yeah, it's one action to invest the hat of disguise. So mm-hmm. you would have been able to uh, basically take it, you know, attune yourself to the magic of it before you made your way here. Yeah, and it's a two-action spell to activate it, basically. So more or less, once the cart started pulling up and you were still inside of the wagon, I imagine you activated that. Um, oh, it takes a minute to activate. I apologize, but it's still oh, okay. well within. I mean, parameters. you could have done it. We, you know, at any point yeah. we could be like, "Hey, we're almost there," and you just like. Well, there turn are it windows. On. I mean, once yeah. we started turning down the right street, you know. Yeah, so you make the illusion uh, again. The hat of disguise disguising itself as a helmet atop yeah, a Nicholas's head anyone. that matches the rest of your helmet. <laughs> yeah, don't bang helmets together or anything. I had the big concern is his tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't whap anyone with your tail. Oh man, but that's my favorite thing <laughs> to do. <laughs> Tuck the tail. Oh geez, like like what is this Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad Let's that's where around. you went with that. <laughs> Thank you. You step down, make your way around the side. Again, the uh, the sun has risen now, and all of you around the corner, probably almost that uncomfortable thing. One of what you're going into, but even looking at one another, as all of you are in the black and red livery cloaks billowing dramatically in the morning breeze. Cesare is uncomfortable because this is the first time he's worn red in like over 30 years. So, you know, Mm. I don't like red. Yeah, he Mm. really doesn't. You round the corner, begin to approach towards the front of the structure. Make your way up to the front gate. As you step forward, you see uh, off towards your left hand side as you enter the courtyard, a wide set of double doors and directly ahead of you, a single door. A sign over the single door denotes this as the holding house. Uh, And next to the door is a small bronzed, turned kind of green with oxidization plaque, denoting the hours of visitation. Off towards the right-hand side, you can see a fountain that bubbles merrily with water, even this time of year, uh, that shows a large shield carried by what appears to be a kneeling soldier. Across the front of the shield, written in tiny script, some of it so old and worn that the stone has flayed away to the point that you actually can't read it. Some of it fresh Mm. are scores of names that you believe are the names of the fallen Datari that had served at the holding house over probably the course of centuries. And it was the little door that's the right door, right? The one directly across from you as you enter. The single door. The double doors off to the side you think are that wide in case you have thrashing or resistant prisoners as you're making your way in. It's easier to get get them through a wide door that they can't grab onto the sides of. Fair enough. And I guess we're going to head up to the equivalent of reception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We wish to speak to your manager. I mean, captain. I mean, yeah, we need to speak to the warden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speak to captain manager. 
That would be the best name, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's Menage. <laughs> Menage. <laughs> <laughs> Opening the door, stepping inside, you find a fair-sized room, spacious, some 20 feet across, 25 feet wide. As you pile in, you see a large desk and a small table set off towards the side, as well as some benches for people to wait. A hallway stretches off of this room, off towards the left-hand side. And again, you take this as uh, much as you are informed, a combination lounge for the guards in place to meet with visitors to the holding house. Hmm. Two guards sit at the table off towards the side. And upon seeing all of you stand up to their feet, especially upon seeing Adria enter, standing up and giving the fist to chest salute of the Tatari. Off towards the side, you see a third guard, which is currently standing behind the desk, who glances up from the paperwork that he was working on and inclines his head as you enter. Immediately off towards your left-hand side, probably making all of you somewhat nervous, is a large, recently added statue of Asmodeus, staring down over all of you as you enter into the room. Neat. You know, like you do. A small offering bowl has been set in front of it. It is empty. (laughs) No takers, huh? Well, I mean, it's early. It's true. I guess I'm going to step up to the one that was working on paperwork. Sir? Need to speak to the warden about a transfer? Transfer. Mm-hmm. He glances over towards the other two guards. One of them just kind of shakes his head. All right. Wait here a moment. I'll let the warden know that you're here. Very well. He turns, makes his way. The other two guards still stand on either side of the table, watching all of you. Adrian will walk over to that statue and toss a copper into it. Into the little offering bowl. It clinks loudly as it falls into the bottom of the bowl. Hey, we're playing the part here, y'all. You feel slightly skeevy as you turn your back. (laughs) Eh. You still feel like the statue's eyes strangely follow you. Chester, Mm -hmm. I wonder if he'd burst into flames if you put offering in there, so it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no better way to break our disguise than you bursting into flames. Don't do that. Yeah, it might might be a a bit of a red flag. (laughs) A fiery red flag. I think they've noticed something. (laughs) (laughs) The two guards shift and watch all of you for a moment. Chester, just looks at them with that disapproving teacher look. I don't even look at them. I'm busy. I'm looking at other things. So, uh, cold outside today. Yep. (laughs) Chesare just ignores them. They stand there awkwardly. All of you stand there awkwardly for about two minutes or so before the first guard (laughs) makes his way back in through the, uh, the door that he'd gone through behind the desk, steps back out. The warden's finishing her morning preparations. I can escort you to her office. She's finishing praying for those spells. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Dang it, we didn't interrupt her morning ritual. That sucks. I mean, if you if you had magic powers, would you let somebody interrupt you for an unannounced no, call at 7 in the morning or whatever this is? The guard leads you back through the door behind him. A door stands off towards the right-hand side, which from the map that you are provided by Octavio, you believe leads into the warden's chambers as the warden stays on site. Yes, she is high-ranking. Okay. All right, yep. cool. There's another door on the far side of the room, although you believe that that door simply leads into the, uh, basically an interrogation room. Hmm. A single desk stands in the center of this room. A single chair sits behind this. There are no chairs for visitors. That's fine. Gotta make them uncomfortable, you know? Mm. All of the walls here are bare, with the exception of the wall opposite when you enter. That wall is covered with a large map, nearly eight feet across and six feet high, of old Cantargo. 
Covering this map are numerously, numerous recently added pins. These pins are of a variety of different colors. Reds, blues, green, yellow. <laughs> there doesn't appear to be any rhyme or reason to their placement. <laughs> Victoria wishes she had her journal. <laughs> the guard stands in the room with you. Gives all of you a polite nod. Where did you come in from? The castle. Castle Cantargo. Fair enough. Is that a good posting there? Adrian nods. Good enough. He nods. Kind of shifts uneas uneasily. I'm just making There's it very awkward. <laughs> notable tension here. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want to make small talk? I don't know you. <laughs> well, we're, you know, we're trying to act like we're better than them. Like, we're not, you're not worth our time to talk, you know. That's what we were told the vibe was to ex be expected. Bloody old Kintargo backwards blokes. I don't know. Are you new to the city? I haven't seen any of you before. Eh, what does new even mean? Since the uh, regime change. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where were you stationed before? Agorian. Oh, the capital. I haven't been farther south than White Rock, so I'm not really familiar with that, but I hear it's nice there. Not too bad. Yeah. You want to bundle up a little bit more. Kentargo's a, a lot colder in the winter than it gets down in the heartlands. Mm. I hear the castle's kind of drafty, but I'm sure mm. it has its perks. Good view. Good view, yeah. A little bit more uh, aid and defense and all the rest of that stuff. You been here long? Uh... <sighs> I mean, the holding house has only been reopened. It was uh, over on Saltgate for a while. Ah. Kind of miss it sometimes. More pleasant people to talk with, you know. I almost said, am I not pleasant? Wow. But then I decided not to. <laughs> a, lot, uh, a lot less screaming. You get used to it. <laughs> he opens his mouth, seemingly actually starting to get to maybe the point that he was trying to make before the door behind all of you opens. <laughs> Delightful. We all... You know, yes. stand at attention and whatnot. I'll immediately yeah. stand at salute. A woman stands in the doorway. The woman in question is tall. You'd say maybe just an inch or two shy of six feet. She wears a long red cloak emblazoned with the cross of Chiliax. And her cloak is latched in place by two emblems denoting her rank. Underneath this, she wears a breastplate emblazoned across the chest with the five-pointed inverted pentagram of Asmodeus. On one hip, she carries what appears to be a painful-looking heavy mace. She looks over all of you as she enters, the soft jingle-jangle of the keyring on her hip announcing her arrival. The woman's fair-complected, although bears a scar that runs the full length from her right ear down across her jawline to her chin. Her hair is an almost wheat blonde and is pulled back in a what initially feels to you as a almost painful manner into such a tight bun that you think it actually pulls any of the wrinkles out of her somewhat aged face out as it pulls her scalp back so hard. <laughs> oh my god. She's got the mistrunchable bun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. You were ready with that. <laughs> this is held in place by two hairpins. Each one of them in bright red and also emblazoned with the unholy symbol of Asmodeus. Jeez. Her unholy hairpins? Her unholy, unholy hairpins. Hair it's back of holy symbol in case she gets <laughs> disarmed. <laughs> she eyes all of you with an expression that for many of you, you can only describe as a disapproving schoolmistress. <laughs> like Miss Trunchbull. After a long moment of letting all of you salute, she salutes in turn, steps forward, closes the door behind her makes her way brusquely through your midst to reach her desk. 
pulls out the chair, which scrapes obnoxiously loud. I was expecting that. Power move. Total power move. She sits down at the table, pulls the chair in. Scrape, scrape. (laughs) Looks over all of you, reaches down, opens a drawer, pulls out a book, closes the drawer, opens the second drawer, pulls out a quill and ink, sets it on the table. Either as a power play or as a statement of her, maybe just her lawful nature, she perfectly orients the book, quill, and ink on her desk before folding her hands atop the book and looking directly up at Adria, as if not registering the rest of the soldiers even exist, let alone her own. Mm. Okay. All right. She's one of these people. I'm fine with blending into the background. Yeah. Right? We don't want to be noticed. That's fine. State your business. We have transfer orders for some prisoners held here. And I'm going to reach into my cloak and pull out the documents, sir. She takes them from you. Transfer orders. Yes, sir. She, for the first time, looks over the rest of the group, looks back over towards her soldier. You may wait outside. The man, visibly relieved, (laughs) salutes, turns and makes his way out of the room. He's like, thank God. How do, you, how do you know that you're a great manager when people literally are relieved not to be in your presence? <laughs> she cracks open the sill, looks this over. Her expression, which you can only constantly describe as being scrunched, takes on a somewhat sucking sour lemon hoarseness to it. I was not informed of this transfer. Uh, it is, it's not my place to question my orders, sir. Discretion is the better part of valor. <laughs> I'm just supposed to pick up a guy. Yep. That's all I've been told. Yep. You're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> Using my normal person accent. Undercover <laughs> accent. And you're here representing? Castle Cantargo, sir. Uh, captain Marset. 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 He was the captain involved at the cleanup at Arya Park, was he not? I believe so, sir. And you're taking the prisoners out of Cantargo? Uh, yes, sir. To the, the salt works. Hmm. It's curious. I imagine the Lord Mayor would be more interested in seeing them fed to the dogs. Perhaps he knows something more about our missing lictor. Perhaps, sir. Am I to assume that you're chumming the water looking for sharks? That's my assumption, sir. Hmm. Hopefully we catch a big one, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's actually like one of those things where like when somebody makes that leap for you, you just like, sure. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what That's exactly what the plan is. You're so smart. Mm-hmm. Well done. I'd hope to keep them here for a time longer, waiting to see if our glorious Lictor decided to be as brash and headstrong as his reputation implies. Hmm. Go ahead and make me a deception check. I'm so scared. Can any of the rest of us help aid? by just not yeah. sticking oh, wait, our don't noses aid, in? Don't aid. It's a 20 to aid. Oh, no, it's yeah. hard to aid. That's right. I keep forgetting. I mean, technically speaking, like any of you could choose to attempt to aid. But if we She's crit fail, we give so her a well penalty. Though, and I, I feel like we Well, it just... becomes a question of what are the odds of crit failing? Like, if you have a plus nine, you can only crit fail on a natural one. That's true. That's true. Which That's means true. you're more likely than not just going to do nothing, and then there's a chance you help. That's true, because if I hit an 11 or higher, I will, uh, I will actually aid. So it's a 50-50 shot to help and only a 5% chance you actually hurt. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll 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 do it. I'd also like to perceive to see if she believes me after I uh lie to her. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and try to I'm going to try to aid as well. Hmm. Okay, I'm scared. She looks down at the paperwork. 
looks back up at all of you. I wish you the best of luck then. She pulls out an ink pad, pulls out a stamp, rolls it, stamps on there approving the transfer order, sets that off towards the side, pulls out a second already pre-done sheet, rolls it out, fills out the proper paperwork there for the discharge papers. You sit here for a long moment watching her. Anyone that wishes to make a perception roll may do so. Person's motive. That's interesting. Uh-oh. <laughs> I like Uh-oh. interesting. Oh, no. Everybody rolled in that one. Yeah. Uh, Chesare, you're on the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vittoria, Adria, both of you are pretty sure that she's bought this. Lucia, Nicolo, you're fairly certain that she is suspicious of you. This is not helpful. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll okay, so that tells us cool. literally nothing. Yep, we just continue to play it cool. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a chance to chat and share notes anyway, okay. so... Yeah. How yeah. good is everyone's perception, like, your bonuses? I mean, Adria's great. I have a plus but eight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have an a expert, I'm an expert. So. Wisdom-based. perception is a seven. She finishes filling out the paperwork. It was for them and all of their equipment, right? It's the release of them and their equipment. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. She puts her lower lip to her teeth and lets out a piercing whistle. The door opens as the two other guards that you'd seen up front step in promptly, standing off towards one side. Escort our colleagues to the back and retrieve our guests. She hands over the paperwork that she just finished filling out with the list of the five prisoners to be transferred to your holding. All right. I mean, stay alert, but play it cool and follow these people. They should be back in their cells. Unless, of course... Any of them are with Ginnamal, at which point they need to be retrieved as well. That was her torture, personal torture person, right? Ah, ah. Anyone that wishes to make me a sense motive may do so. I will make a sense motive. It's the problem is Nikola's already suspicious of her, so... Wouldn't she know just... if that was with... Anyway, anyway. Maybe. I thought her torture buddy was like her friend and had free reign to do whatever the heck she wanted. Oh, that's possible. Secrets. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> She nods, waves a hand to dismiss all of you. As I assume you, much as the soldiers next to you, quickly salute. Yep, we salute. Yep. Yep. The two lead you out of the room, take you down the length of the hallway outside. The man leading you opens the door at the end of the hallway, leading you past the wooden doors that you've seen up until this point, where you see the iron-bound door directly ahead of you. As you step in to the, uh, for lack of a better term, the man trap here, he waits until all of you enter, somewhat crowded in this room that's only about it's about 10 by 15 but there's still Mm. seven of you inside of here shuts the door behind you locks that door turns back around approaches the ironbound door unlocks that one this leads you into the central portion of the holding house again the holding house here is large enough to accommodate probably some two dozen prisoners if necessary at maximum shoving like four or five prisoners to a 10 foot by 10 foot cell uh, it could accommodate up to 100 if necessary you don't know if it's ever been necessary for it to do that. And let's hope it never becomes necessary for it to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good gracious. As previously stated, there are no windows in this structure. Instead, you make your way into the room with the number of torches scattered about here and there. Judging by the fact that you're not being overwhelmed by the smoke uh, or the heat of this, you're going to guess that they are all magical implements. Cool. So as not to require 
proper ventilation in here for smoke from torch fire. Hooray! We got around our OSHA required ventilation recommendations. <laughs> Passing the cells, you can see that each one of these is a 10 foot by 10 foot cell. The floor in there is covered in thresh. Two ratted looking mattresses sit inside of each one with no pillow, but a single sheet to allow them some degree of warmth. And considering how much like an icebox this building is this late in the year, you suppose that's the closest thing that they can get to a creature comfort. Each cell also comes with a bucket. Oh, mm. Down stars. at the end of the corridor, off towards your right hand side as you enter, you see our six cells. A single guard sits on a stool and stands up as all of you enter. The cells along the left-hand side, you can see each contain one prisoner, two men and a woman, each maybe in their late teens to early 20s. All of them look badly abused. And much as you're previously saying pertaining towards Rexus, they also do not look like they have seen the sun in two months. Oh, jeez. Curiously, the cells on the opposite side are empty. Cesare, you do not recognize either of these men. Okay, so some people are with Gamel. Yeah, get Gamel. Adria, like, puts her hands on her hips in a way that lets that the short sword be seen, which won't mean anything to these guards, but maybe to prisoners. Supposedly, the armagers are the only ones here. The guard here stands up. The other one nods to him. Looks like we have these bound for the salt mines. Gonna finally put them to some proper use. Yes. The other guard nods, looks over the paperwork, squints at it in the dim light from the torches here. All right. Benjen Preview, Kasten Orda... Isani Avervin. Those three cells there. And the others? Uh, Hortense Lier and Castian Akinilith. Akinilith? I'm going to say Akinilith. Cesare tries to keep a straight face. <laughs> are currently um, claimed by our uh, guest. Orders are for all of them, including those two. Um, okay. They're, uh, they're in the torture room uh, just around the corner here. Adria raises a brow slightly. Their commander said to get them from him, too, yeah. so... It's, uh... Are we scared of our torture room? Um, I mean, the the last guard that uh, entered there or upset her was uh, committed, so... Um, committed? We also recently had to uh, have the priest come in and magically silence the walls so that we could sleep. Good um, gracious. My lord. That this, is fine. That's through stone, y'all. Oh you know how gosh. loud you gotta be to go through stone? So, oh um, um, they're just down uh, this way. Um, Cesare looks at him and then like, why aren't you going? Shall we hold your hands? <laughs> uh, I, I can lead you to the door and uh, if you wish to speak with... Uh, it, then you can. Oh, it. Okay. oh is it a oh. devil? Pardon, pardon me, sir, but um, I would not go into that room if I were you. Uh, we we can pass a message along, and once it is done with its work, they'll be returned. All right, let's go talk to this. Uh, or, or if you prefer, I could provide you the key, and uh, we could get these three prisoners ready for you uh, upon your return. I'd. I'd say have them go in and start to pr get the prisoners yeah, ready. I hold out my hand for the key. He hands it, trying his best, although Adria, being as perceptive as she is, she can't help but notice the slight shake in his hand as he yeah. hands over the Adria large iron seat. Definitely a devil. Mm. He makes his way past 
nodding down the hallway. It's the uh, the double reinforced iron door on the right hand side. Adrian nods the one without and heads the that slit. way. Cesare follows close after her. Adrian's like, I wish we could telepathy. We're all going like, with this because in case this like creature goes crazy, you know. Can yeah. we telepathically communicate? No. No. But I wish we could. You could choose to whisper to one another. When we're further toward the door, like before I open the door, I will whisper, this is a soundproofed room. We can just kill this torturer, right? That, that's actually exactly what I was about to say. If we do have to. <laughs> Cesare nods. I was thinking about that. Like, I mean, mm. if we had to. Ah, we're if getting we to the point to. where we have synergy. We don't even have to talk. <laughs> if that's what it comes down to, yeah. I mean, we probably should try not to start a disturbance. Yeah, I mean, we should, we should well, yeah. try to, you know. All right, I guess I'm going to... Um, I mean, knock and open the and unlock the door. You make your way down. You knock. There is no response. Hmm. However, you're not positive if the silencing effect that has been magically warded on this, judging by the numerous carved sigils of infernal uh, signs across these doors, means that sound cannot go within or without. Hmm. You're not positive. Mm. All right, unlock the so door. We just need to open it. Yeah. Would appear opening so. the door. You are immediately hit with the screams from inside. <sighs> this pauses, reduced to a simple, heavy breathing through gritted teeth as you make your way into the room. Whoever comes in last, shut the door. Yep. 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 That would be Cesare. Cesare, oh, well, Cesare shuts <laughs> that door. Cesare just calmly shuts the door. And locks it. <laughs> and we know that the magic works because the scream was not heard. You step inside. Shut the door. All right, what do we? What is this creature in here? Bad. <laughs> Getting ready for this. Oh god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the chamber within. You believe, probably once served a different purpose than what it does now. Oh, good. You see marks here and there that may imply that this was possibly once used as perhaps even a mess hall or a gathering hall, an area for the prisoners when they are not in their cells to stretch to be allowed to walk around. However, whatever its original purpose is gone. Mm. Instead, you're going to say that they repurposed this, judging by the large grate on the floor, to be a convenient place to torture people and wash the blood away. Ah, wow. Fun! A large iron rack sits in the center of the room, seeming more of a restraint bed than a torture rack. Although it looks like it could feasibly be used for that as well. Six pillars hold up the ceiling in here. And along the left-hand wall from here, you can see three small cells. Only one of them is currently occupied by a young woman, probably Varetian, judging mm. by her complexion. Although, again, she is deathly pale and currently has her back to the bars, as if trying to hide her face away from whatever is in this chamber. Radiating from the center of the room are probably immediately filling all of you with a sense of dread and maybe a dawning realization. Scores of chains which hang from the walls and the ceiling and the pillars. Gosh, you just really wanted us to fight a kite. A freaking kite. I'm yep. ready. Let's kill her. How dare she? Ugh. A young man, bare chested and wearing only the smallest of covering to allow a degree of modesty for him. An elven man, you would say, maybe in his hundreds. Oh, Cesare's about to lose his 
is chained to the table. I think we're all about to lose, to be fair. Literally pinned to the table by long barbs. (sighs) He breathes through clenched teeth, a defiant look still etched on his otherwise fine features, although you can tell from the vacantness of his gaze that the blood loss is starting to get to him. Behind him, at the table, is a figure. The woman in question is a pallid shade of white so pale as to almost be a light shade of blue. Every inch of her skin that you can see, which is a great deal of her skin, are covered with thin, faint, crisscrossed scars. The lower portion of her face is completely obscured by a veil of chains, as is the upper portion of her head, almost falling into a wave of hair-like chains, which drapes over like a wig of chains. Chains further enwrap and pierce through her skin, going in and out in a weaving pattern through her flesh, and again providing the barest modicum of modesty. The woman, currently holding a long serrated knife, looks up towards all of you curiously, bringing the blade up to the edge of where you think her mouth is under the chain, as you see a red tongue lick out over the blood on the blade. Disgusting. Her blank black eyes stare at all of you for a long moment. She looks back down at her victim, extends a finger and lays it upon his forehead. His wounds close back over as she seems to restore him to health. You assume for further torture. Yep. Okay. As much as I want to just murder her, we need to try to play this cool. Are we sure? Because I kind of just want to murder her because she's here torturing people that won't just be these people. We don't want them to come looking for us later because we killed their chitin. None of them go in this room. Like even the warden is scared of her. The warden might. The warden's scared of her. No, no, the warden no. didn't scared have any reaction. The warden oh, sorry. Her. Her the warden yeah. Adria knows the warden is scared of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the rest of us didn't pick that up. As much as I, I... We need to try to do this the smoothest way first, because if they think it's weird that she just gave us over these prisoners and come look, and we haven't left yet, and she's dead in here... It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Before we can get to Rustgate, they might send somebody yeah. the, after us. Creature looks over all of you as you enter. New additions, I see. All right, we're here for the prisoners. Transfer request. Carriers of lies, each of you. She breathes in deep. Strangely, as she breathes in, almost every chain of the room undulates softly as if a breeze comes through. Yuck. Hmm. Did the spider send you? Yes. You... Get the hint of a spite of a smile under the veil. Although I don't think she likes being called spider. Anyone that wishes to may make a religion check to recall knowledge. Oh, I forgot to say I cast mage armor before we came in here. I would have done that. <laughs> I would assume that is something that's pretty typical for you. Does it stack with your armor armor? Because that'd be cool. I don't think I'm actually. You can choose wear- to if you're wearing armor. You can choose to count yourself as unarmored. Oh. Yeah, because I'm not yep. proficient with this armor. Yeah. The creature looks over all of you. Interesting. Where do you come from, mortals? Cantargo. Indeed. Castle Cantargo? Nope, just the city. We're here for the transfer. No small talk. (laughs) I already told her that part. You are their commander. That's right. She steps closer. What is that I smell? Tragedy. 
pain, loss. May I ask you a question, soldier? Is is that going to get me my prisoners faster? They are in my court now, so perhaps tell me when you look at me. She slides a hand up. Oh, God. Unhooks the chain veil, concealing the lower portion of her face, and lets it drop. What do you see? Adria, her face is gone, replaced by the bloated dead face of your husband. Oh, I don't like that one bit. What do you see? Uh, go ahead and make me a will save while you're yeah, at it. Yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah. What do I see? I don't know. How do I feel? I mean, I know how I feel. 27. I rolled yeah. a 15 for a 27 on that will save. You don't feel terrified. I just feel However, sad. it is utterly disturbing. As a side note, every single one of you that looks at her sees something different. As each of you stare at her, you see the face of a person that you have loved. A person that you have loved and lost, loved and betrayed, loved and hurt. Someone that you once care for, but in some way have a negative association of pain, loss, or suffering. What do you see, little one? I see my husband's face from a body we never recovered, so I'm imagining this is my imagination's version of what he would look like. No, I am a creature of undiluted and pure truth. Oh. This was the end. You carry yourself well. Uh, technically, I do need a will save from the rest of the party as you're now affected by her aura as well. Oh, Neat. Dang, right. I was like, just focus on me. I have a good will save. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. oh my God. What is this? Uh, right. I'm going to hero point that. I'm going to hero point mine. also hero point yeah, mine. We, oh can't, we can't freak out right now. <laughs> so I believe that That's was a failure from good. everyone except for Vittoria, which was a critical failure. Actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, I rolled a Adrian. five initially. Everyone else so sobbing as a puddle on the floor. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, Lucia's oh. was also a critical failure. Uh, yep, Victoria's... So rolling that again. All right, let's go go around the board. Yeah. Uh, so I sp I use my hero point, roll a 16 for a 24. Uh, Cesare rolls an 18 for a 27. Victoria rolled a natural one, then used a hero point, and rolled another natural one. <laughs> no! I hate it when that happens. Why? I hate Dice, that. why? The odds are one in 400 for that to happen. Hey, that at least specific... we locked the door so Victoria can't run if that's what she's about to do. Not easily, mm. anyway. No, we closed the door. We didn't lock it. Um, uh, and for uh, the audience's edification, other than Vittoria's original natural one, I believe Cesare and uh, Lucia both roll, rolled a three before hero pointing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. I rolled a five initially, uh, which got me a 13. I hero pointed that for an 18, which gets me a 26. The rest of you are good. Vittoria, sitting in the background, stares over. Out of curiosity, what does Vittoria see? Unbeknownst to the rest of the group, but to the audience. It is a complex character question. I would say probably she feels like it's a betrayal, but probably her old headmistress. So unbeknownst to the rest of you, you know, this fine, fair face of a redheaded woman. Victoria, as she glances over towards you, you feel this sense of guilt, overwhelming guilt and sickness. And to be perfectly honest, this deep seated fear. Uh, mechanically speaking, you're frightened three. Uh, also, you are uh, you are now crying, which grants concealment to uh, everything in the room as you. <laughs> oh dear lord! 
Wow. Jeez. Crying as concealment. That's terrible. Great. Niccolo tries his best not to stare directly at Vittoria, but he's feeling kind of like... As a side note, each of you can use one action per round to avert your gaze if you prefer. I can help you. We mm. do not need your help. We are here for the prisoner transfer. The warden told us to retrieve any prisoners you had. Now, please kindly hand them over. Cesare says, staring probably into the face of his ex-husband. Hmm. I have not helped him yet. I don't think that really matters. We have our orders. And if you stand in the way of those orders, we will deal with you ourselves. Deal with me yourselves. She glances over you, glances down towards your weapons. Isn't a sword mm. silver? Yes. Mithril, but it counts as silver. Ah, Mithril, that's right. That does sound deliciously entertaining. The chains around the room quiver, filling the room with an echoing sound. You can go ahead and make me a diplomacy check. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Feasibly, any of those of you wish may aid. Except uh, for me. Lucia will not. Keep in mind, if uh, Vittoria is attempting to do so, to apply your uh, Frightened 3 penalty. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to just stay sobbing in the corner as I try Lucia to compose She is just going to do her best, like, Serene stony face, but she will not actually try to aid because I have a plus 3. Vittoria thinks she understands why the uh, woman in the cage has had her back to this room this entire time uh, as well. No joke, right? Oh my gosh. Um, I will try to help. I will also try to help. That is unfortunate. I would have so liked to aid you. So many mortals such as yourselves do not understand the true deliciousness of the pain you experience in your brief lifetimes. I could help you understand it. Not get past it, as so many fools would encourage you, but embrace it. Make it part of you. Scar over your heart until it is so thick and calloused that you become pain manifest. I had already finished with this boy. To be perfectly honest, there was little he could offer me, and his loyalty is so deep. However, he has suffered so much in his short life. Feels so much guilt over it. I suppose there's little more I could do here with him. Cesare pushes past her and starts to get these barbs out of Castian. As you do so, make me a deception check. A deception check. Yes. You just pushed past her as well as your commander without orders to go and free this boy. Yeah. Which seems to be an emotional response. Yeah, well. <laughs> Cesare, you push past begin to approach. Yes, fetch the boy. The creature turns. Do I sense concern for this traitor? Mm, and something more. Oh, your pain is delicious. You may have him, and I will release her. However, my orders come from a higher power. Allow me an hour with the other, and then you may have her as well. Which other? There are three in here? No, no, the, the, the yeah, one. she's saying I'm going to torture the girl who has her head uh, against the wall for an hour and then you can have her. Do you no. thrive on pain? I live in pain. I assure you I will be far more entertaining than that girl. We're not leaving anyone here. If you like pain so much, you can enjoy the pain of not having anyone to torture. That is not pain, my dear. In fact, some would say the greatest gift isn't pleasure, but the absence of pain. I find that view short-sighted. 
Otherwise, I can take my suspicions to the spider. I mean, we don't have an hour, so... Yeah. Just wait, 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 wait. We're not going to give you to this person. We're not going to let him torture this other person for an hour. This, there is Chesare no other is way okay with that for the plan to work. If Nicolo's, Nicolo's in the carriage, nobody outside can see him, so the disguise falls off. You get all the armagers out of here, which is the main goal. And if Cesare gets tortured a little bit, okay. Yeah, but the, I don't think the rest of us are okay with that. Yeah, we're not yeah. okay with that. That's the well, bigger issue. Well, in addition, you're also discussing this as you haven't done anything illegal, as far as she is aware. Chitons are yeah. lawful evil creatures. Ergo, mm -hmm. she has rights to torture this person. She does not have rights to torture you. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think she wasn't offering She's to not gonna exchange do the trade. Cesare. Yeah. I will finish my duty and then you may see to yours. Perhaps this girl has something more to offer. I don't think I have exhausted the wells of her suffering. I'd chime in, but I'm sobbing in a corner. That too, Vittoria is also out of the battle. After about 18 seconds, you've kind of recovered. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Well, she's not out of the battle. She's just taking minus three to everything. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, uh, Lucia will turn to Adria. Aorza are to move discreetly and with haste. The sun is coming up. Unfortunately, our orders come from the power that's here. We do not have time to wait an hour. Release the prisoners to us. Or we will have to take that as a refusal to follow orders. Let me see your papers, little one. I am no devil, but I am a master of paperwork. Oh my gosh. Well, she's not the one in charge. If it gets <laughs> us out of fighting this thing... Just show her the papers. Is she going to rip the papers up when she sees that they're false? And then we have to figure out how to get through the No, city? no, no. Discharge papers are not false. Oh, yeah. Discharge papers are not false. I'll hand her the discharge papers. Your request, please. The papers authorizing you. Are you saying you don't trust the spider to know how to do her job? I trust no one. We, we have the master forgeries. They fooled the spider. If they fool her, if they don't, then we're fighting. This is well, the last the chance yeah, to get out of here without the, a fight. The problem is she definitely seems to be able to somehow sniff out lies. I'll hand them to her because we don't need that paperwork to get through the gate. She takes them, looks them over for a long moment. Go ahead and make me another diplomacy check. Diplomacy? How weird. Oh, oh you're still trying to make a request. Yeah. I yep. guess that's true. What are your names? We, we said we came up with fake ones, but I don't know what they are. Well, I'm more the like, do I want to give this thing our names? I don't really want to give this thing our uh, names. Names have power, so no. Well, give it your real name. I guess I'll tap. Like, we have fake badges and stuff, right? I don't think they have our no, names don't on have badges. them. Oh, that's unfortunate. And I mean, our names aren't in the documents that we came over with either. I mean, why would they be? Yeah, yeah. I don't see how our names matter. You're being evasive. You're being uncompliant. Then comply. And I will return in such. What are your names? It really feels like we just have to fight her. Yeah, just come up with a name, any name. Give her a fake name. Orsino uh, DeLuca. Uh, fine. I'm Orsino DeLuca. You can talk to Captain Marset at Castle Cantargo with your concerns. Lieutenant DeLuca, I relinquish my prisoners to you. I look forward to seeing you again soon. I make a motion for y'all to grab the prisoners, I guess. Yeah, Cesare finishes um, pinning Castian. Luch Lucia will go grab the girl, like carefully like moving her so she doesn't actually look at the chitin. The chitin has her veil back on at this point. Hmm. Oh, okay, well. 
Still. I hold my hand back out for my right, paperwork. Lu Lucia tries to like, kind of like tugs her along because I'm sure she's non-compliant. You reach out, take the paperwork, dart your hand back fast enough as uh, she reaches out her fingernails and the barbs along her hands barely grazing you, not enough to draw blood, mm -hmm. but just enough to scratch. I look forward to seeing you all again. Do let me know how my sweetlings are doing. Adria just kind of leaves. Collecting the prisoners, I assume you turn. Quickly make your way back out the door. Yep. With the Close the door and yep. lock it. Slumped over form of the elven armager between Cesare and I imagine Niccolo mm -hmm. and Lucia helping to guide the not quite comatose, but at the very least badly catatonic. mentally scarred. Yeah, I was going to say she's catatonic for sure. Uh, yeah. Woman out of the chamber. Somebody get her a crisis blanket. Like, no joke. Still please. deep in the heart of the holding house. And we'll pick it up here next time. <laughs> oh, we're still not out. Okay, we should probably control this chitin, though, right? Like, I oh, feel no, 100%. Like, okay. I have a feeling we're seeing her again at some point. Yeah. She's probably going to find us and kill us we in the night. We will gladly fight her because she is horrible. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.